We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. All is not lost. Number one, college baseball is playing a lot, but there are still professionals out there in the minor leagues, and I'm not just talking about the players. Everybody from the staffs to the front offices mm-hmm. to the grounds crew who keeps that thing going on the smaller parts of America that are connected to the ballpark, go out and support them this summer. Major League Baseball is not the only form of this game that you're allowed to love. Shout out to MILB and everybody who makes it work. I love That was yesterday on Around the Horn on ESPN, and there there aren't as many like advocates for the game that are as passionate as Clinton Yates is. It's why I wanted to have him on the show, also because like he's he knows what he's talking about when it comes to these labor agreements. He joins me on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circuit Resort and Casino. Out in Las Vegas, they've got a really, really great sports book. Sir, thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. Of course. Can we talk about not only do I have a major interest in baseball, but I'm also a major radio nerd. That was quality bump production, my guy. You guys are doing it right over there. Mixing in the TV sound over the – oh, we love this. Thank you very much. I feel honored. Brandon Fryer is doing an excellent job of uh, he earlier we celebrated uh, three feet high and rising. So, I mean, we're we're definitely on top of it today. We're 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 doing what we can. I I wanted to compliment you. I mean, I know that I I could probably do this privately, but I feel like you you are becoming the patron saint of the game, not of Major League Baseball, but of baseball in general. And and it feels like to me by watching your watching you move on social that you're on a bit of a baseball sojourn right now between the Bahamas, between watching little league games, between watching the minor leagues. So I, I gotta know, like what pushed you to go out and explore baseball in this way? You know, this is a tremendous question. And I, I, I have not been asked this before, which is again a serious compliment. And now that you mention it, I mean it traces back a very simple thing i grew up in a city that did not have a major league baseball team and i still loved the game so my accessibility points to the game came through where i played where people i played with played the closest games i could get to you end up covering the game and you find out about guys that didn't necessarily make it to the bigs but they were all over the place in terms of their particular personal journey and you start to realize you know the climb of a baseball player is more sort of 
I don't know, corollary to a normal person's life in terms of really trying to break through, then people realize. You think about the people that are at the top. That's just one part of it, man. There's a whole system of roots that works for the tree of baseball that's just different, and it's global, and it's not necessarily rooted to the capitalism that is in Major League Baseball. And in many ways, well, it's just more fun, you know? And that's what I learned in the later part of my life when I decided, you know what, I'm not looking back. This is what I'm going to do with myself because this is what I love. Well, it, it's fun. I mean, the, the story about baseball in Bahamas, uh, Bahamas I thought was incredible. But I also think that there, there's some joy that's missed out. And as baseball has become regional and tribal, like we care, I care about the White Sox. And, and White Sox fans care about the White Sox. They might not necessarily care about MLB or the game itself. I do think that maybe it, this will spur people on a little bit to go and explore. So when you go to these minor league ballparks or you're talking to people in other countries that love baseball, what's the feedback that you're getting from them on the game itself? And do you think that it's allowed you to rekindle some of the joy that you have when watching the game be played? 100%. That, again, is an excellent question, and that's the reason why I do it. And I say it this way. If you participated in baseball in any level up until the high school level in your particular part of the globe where you happen to live and grow up, you're probably going to be a baseball fan for life. And the reason why that's important to say is because you mentioned this. People are fans of the White Sox because they're in Chicago, because they associate with the branding. What baseball hasn't figured out is that they need to get people to just plain like baseball again. And by that, I mean MLP hasn't figured that out. I don't need goofy gimmicks. I don't need this, that, and the third. Like, I like the sport because I played it. And that's why when you think about the participation of the minor leagues and how people interface with the sport on that level and what it means on a simple labor force, from a simple labor force standpoint, they eliminated 42 minor league teams in the last two years. What is that? I don't understand how that jives with trying to actually make the actual game better, man. Like, look, do I think racing presidents or sausages or whatever are cool? Yeah, but I also like watching dudes run around the bases and people pick the ball up off the dirt and try to throw it and get them out. Like, the actual game is what matters to me. And when I get out to these places that are not just Major League Baseball fields and not just spring training sites, people care about the actual game because it's just cool to watch to them. And that's good enough for me, and that's something that I'm trying to bring back, the love of the actual sport, not just what the effects of being good at it are. So, so how did this hit you over the last couple of days where there was this, this self-imposed deadline by the owners that hits and they start knocking games off the schedule? It was particularly depressing because I think, you know, for those of you, I was never in debate club, but you know what I'm saying? I used to hang out on the court all the time and in the locker room and argue with people. And I can tell you that sometimes when you know somebody's argument only comes down to one thing, it makes it really difficult to communicate with them. And the owners have exposed themselves as really only being about greed. The only thing they're arguing about is really how much money they can save to try to make the product as doable as possible with the least money possible. In 2022, I just don't think that that's palatable to most sports fans, never mind baseball fans. It's ugly. People know that. People don't feel the same way about billionaires. And so it can be to think, man, you've been exposed. Everybody knows this. And you're still taking this hardline stance. What am I supposed to believe outside of the fact that maybe you just kind of don't actually like baseball? And that, to me, is where it becomes very saddening. And that was the feeling I had. You said something yesterday. I, I, I wrote it down because I thought it was brilliant. And we're talking with Clinton Yates of, of ESPN, a lover of baseball, that you said that the damage that's happening into the game isn't 
us. It's not you and I, two guys who love baseball and are going to be in it or about it whenever it comes back. It's the fans that you don't gain. What What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is that the way that the owners are trying to access, access the fans in terms of what they think is going to be the proper way to play to public opinion is by saying, okay, well, if you can't walk into the stadium, then you should be mad at the players. The fact of the matter is that the way that most fans interface with the game now isn't just by attending baseball games with your eyeballs and eating hot dogs and drinking beer. The social media element of it is a completely different thing. The way the media covers the game now is just a totally different atmosphere. And people want to be a part of the game in ways that aren't just about sitting your butt in the seats and watching somebody hit a home run. So when you cut off the actual product, you prevent people who might have had an inroad in a different manner from even giving it a shot because the only thing you're looking at is non-games and, I don't know, Rob Manfred walking on his golf swing. You know what I'm saying? You're preventing yourself from gaining new fans. The people that are going to stay are probably already there. They're the ones who care. But you, don't, you can't close the door to everybody else by simply saying, oh, no, 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 we've got some business going on behind here. We'll be out when we need to. Come on, man. People are smarter than that these days. And it's kind of embarrassing from an intellectual level to see that being the argument mainly used by the owners. The stewardship of the game by the game, I think, is really interesting, too, where I feel like, and I've been railing against this over the last few days here on the score, is I feel like even though you want a cutthroat negotiator to be the person who's at the table for the owners. Like, I understand wanting that. I don't understand why they can't find someone who is capable of doing that behind closed doors but still looks like he cares and likes the game in front of the public. And I don't get that vibe from Manfred at all. Like, I feel like there's a, there are better people to hire that are, have the same bona fides as negotiators as him but would do a better job of trying to get the owner's point across to the players and to the public. That, that's, that may be true, but to be honest, oh, man, I don't care, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not at the point where I'm worried about, and I'm not saying you're doing this, but many are, sort of both sizing the fairness of what the owners are presenting. Because the bottom line is, whoever that person is, Rob Manfred, maybe a Bud Selig, or whomever might have been in the past, they're representing the owners. And if those people don't have the best interest of the game involved, you talked about the stewardship, it doesn't matter who's representing them. And that's what the point I'm trying to get across to people is. It's like, hey, if you really cared about baseball, the minor leagues would be flush with everything to make sure that you were giving every baseball player who was of the level the best chance to get to the next level and make your team better so that you could win and you could make more money. That seems obvious to any normal person who thinks that baseball is the primary. But if you're looking at it from another standpoint, you're just not budging. You know what I mean? And whether or not some guy can negotiate something or not has nothing to do with your primary stance of, I'm not telling you how much money I make because I don't have to because I'm a billionaire. Again, I just think America looks at that differently now than they did, not even when the last work stoppage happened in the 90s, but even like five years ago, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like billionaires are not exactly in, you know, and I think that's affecting how we look at a lot of things in terms of labor negotiations across sports and across America. I went back and, and and looked at some of the stories that were written about the minor leagues being chloroformed over the last couple of years. Why do you think it didn't really resonate with fans? And, and I think some of it is probably COVID, but it, it seemed like such a death knell to baseball overall, but it, it maybe didn't get 
the type of venom and anger that it should have gotten from from us. I mean, I think that a lot of that, more than maybe you're admitting, is due to COVID because nobody was kind of paying attention to anything, which I would add makes it particularly despicable, but that's another discussion. But the larger idea of we're trying to go market efficiency on the minor leagues of America from a cultural standpoint is insulting, never mind, again, as I talked about before, the labor development standpoint. Like, come on. The whole thing that people like about minor league baseball is that, no, it is not the most market efficient thing, but it's what those places have. And to just cut that off at the knees under the guise that it was going to make it more competitive for the people that were still there, that's not why anybody showed up to begin with. You know, that's not what anybody's connection to the game was to start with. And it's just beyond tone deaf to the point of, I I, I just don't even know the words. Again, I said despicable before, but like, that just shows that these people who run these teams have no idea what's actually going on on the ball fields of America. And that, again, is the saddest thing of all. Okay, so let's do this. Let, let's, let's end on, on something that's a little bit more fun. You've been to sure. a bunch of different places to, to really enjoy the game of baseball. Give me a list. What's, some, what's something that, that a, a Chicagoan should try and venture out if they if they don't want to if, if, they, if they've seen the minor league product that's around us and we have a lot of good minor league products here independently what are some places that you would say go and watch blank okay well let me let me say it this way there's there's two levels of this the minor league product is one thing the college baseball product is another and the reason why i mention that is because there are just more opportunities to watch things you know i know the flames play pretty well i've seen them play and for me it's this If you want to see kids that are trying their hardest just to have fun and play a game, go to a college baseball game. If you see, want to see people that are desperate to make it because that is literally all they have, that's the minor league game. And the other thing about the minor league experience is this. It's not just about the players. The people who work in those front offices, the people who work grounds crews, the people who are staff for those teams are some of the hardest working people in baseball. And you can feel that when you get out to the yard. So whatever it may be, you know, whether you're talking about, uh, like I said, college ball, whatever, or whether you're talking about, you know, anything from single A on up, like people are working hard. It's not the other way around. They're not minor league because they are not major league talents. They're minor league because they have probably been blocked from getting up to the big leagues because of hello, the oligarchs of America that run the baseball leagues. I'm glad that you're using that word. I'm also recommending to people college softball is a great game. Yeah, I mean, listen, diamond sports are what I excel in. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, we can. that's a whole other discussion. You know what I mean? I was just referring to the hardball world because that is what it is. But, oh, yeah, trust me. You catch me catching the softball all day. That was the only series. That was the only World Series I didn't make last year. I went to the Little League World Series, the College World Series, the World Series. Didn't make the, uh, the Women's College World Series. I was upset about that. I think that's going to be on my list this year of things I want to go. Because, I mean, I, I really enjoy the game. I, I've been talking about how I think it's perfect for television because usually the it games is. are 90 minutes. The field is smaller, so the whole field you can pretty much see. And, and, and you got a good look at it from a, pretty much any camera angle. It's such a great game. Like our, And that's why I got I to gotta give you credit, man. Like I've been very cynical over the last couple days. And it's, it's honestly like pushed me into – some dark places when I, I start thinking and talking about baseball, but seeing you out here in these streets and talking about it the way that you have has given me a little bit more hope and has opened my mind to the possibilities of, you know what? I can still really enjoy baseball in different ways. And, and when MLB comes back fine, but 
there are ways that I can try and satiate that appetite for, for the game that I grew up loving. I appreciate that. You know, this is the last thing I'll say about it. And that, to me, is ultimately what it came back to because the reason I loved baseball to begin with, it wasn't because of Major League Baseball. I just liked playing. I liked playing with my friends. I liked watching other people play. It, you know, by the time a team came around to my town, I was 24 years old. I walked into the stall after I went in that first Nationals game at RFK, and I cried my eyes out because I was like, wow, you know, but it didn't delete every other part of the game that I had known growing up. And so, look, for all of those, all of, those of you out there, you're in a two-baseball city town, which is, adds an extra level of sort of despair. And I totally understand that. But, man, there's plenty of people still playing ball, you know, and that's just the reality. And that's also kind of the paradoxical reason why it makes it so unfortunate on the MLB side. Sir, I appreciate your time. Thanks for always giving my show love, man. I appreciate it so much. You're the man, dude. Keep it up, and we'll talk soon. I'll figure out a time to get out the shot. I would love that because we've got a lot to discuss, sir. So thank you very much for that. We do. Have a great day. That is Clinton Yates. He's great. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.